The Overflow with MC Brooks on Rock Deep Rogue Radio starts right now. Rock Deep Rogue Radio and FXBG Pirate Radio Studios presents This is The Overflow with MC Brooks on Rock Deep Rogue Radio. There's no more fitting intro than the one that just got played now. And I won't even lie, I just discovered that song last night on Spotify after the Washington Capitals once again break the streak, continue making history. They win another Game 7. And now they're on their way to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, excuse me, they're on their way to the Stanley Cup, playing the Stanley Cup. The finals. Yep. Monday in Vegas. Dude, I, I don't even have words. I'm so I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to figure out the words myself because yeah, I'm, I I can't I can't believe it. I and, when can I have a second? Is yeah, that, sure. Cool? By all okay. means. Okay. Everybody, hi. I'm I'm Mike. I'm the <laughs> executive producer of Rock Deep Rogue Radio. Uh, Mr. MC Brooks has been nice enough to let me talk on his show, so I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I have been a long-suffering Caps fan since I was a kid. Like I grew up with the team. The, when I was a kid, my aunt worked at the Capitol Center up in Landover, and I used to get to go to Caps games all the time. And it was just cool because, unlike a lot of the other sports teams, hockey isn't as separated. Like, right, right. There, there's an insulation level with football. Right. There's an insulation level with basketball to a certain degree, too. Same thing with baseball. We found that out when we tried to get media access with the Nets. <laughs> the Nets were just like, nope, we're old school. Sorry. Um it's fine. I still love the Nets. One day we'll get it. Yeah. Um, every year they've been in the playoffs. I, I remember as a kid, there was one year that they got the Eastern. They got to the Eastern Con- Conference Finals and they got just demolished by the Boston Red uh, Boston um, Bruins. Um, they made it one other time, and that was the year that they went to the, the Cup and they lost to the uh, to the Red Wings. Yep. But every other year that they've been it's been some weird fluky thing that has happened in the playoffs that has just crumbled them like they lost this ridiculous like triple overtime game to the long uh to the oh, uh, yeah. new york islanders back in the 80s they call it the the um the easter <laughs> miracle or the easter disaster or something like that because the game went on until easter sunday it started on saturday and it went into sunday morning Ooh. um the, the caps and the penguins god the penguins always found always had their number in the 10 times that the caps had played them in the playoffs before this year the Caps had lost nine times. Uh, yep. <laughs> that sounds about right. The, the Rangers had their number. Like, they just they couldn't get it together. And this year, everything came together. And I wrote an article. It's up on it's up on GGR. It's um, uh, greatgeekrefuge.com. You'll see it right there if you just click on sports down at the bottom. I wrote an article yep. about this. And this year, they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets, and that was important because their coach, John Tortorella, used to be the coach of the Rangers. So they got to, we got to stick it to that smug butthole. <laughs> um, the second round, they beat the Penguins. Holy crap, Finally. they beat the Penguins, right? Finally, they yes. They beat the Penguins. So, like, they've exercised one demon and beaten Tortorella. They beat, exercised another demon and beaten the Penguins. And then beating the Lightning. So the only time that I was, like, you ever have something happen with your sports team that is so just crushing that you just you you can't even like talk like you're just you're done for like a couple of days. It was like that's when, been that's been pretty uh, local DC sports fans with virtually every sports team right? in the, for the last twenty yeah. years. In 2011, the Caps got swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second round. Yep. Tampa just 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 roundhouse kicked them. It was horrible. 
and <laughs> I was inconsolable for a week. Yep. Like, I would go to work, and everybody would be like, hey, have you been watching the, the, the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Shut up. Go away. <laughs> Just like, I was I was done. I couldn't talk about it. They beat the Lightning. Like Another monkey it, off the bat. Another monkey. But not only that, half that damn Lightning team is former Rangers. Mm. JT Miller, Dan Girardi. Um, I, I can't even remember a bunch of other ones. But, like, it doesn't – like, they exercised all of their demons in a matter of one playoff run. And, like, if they end up beating Vegas – Former one, GM. Former GM. George McPhee, two, Nate Schmidt, former defenseman, three, Marc-Andre Fleury, former goalie of the Pittsburgh Penguins who used to give them fits when he was a goalie for the Penguins. So it's just like, wow. If they can pull this off, it'll be like all of their problems fixed in one One season. season. Like, that's so efficient. Like, most teams, it takes them decades. Like, how long did it take the Red Sox? Like, they're going to do it in one season. Yep. Cubs, too. Right? Cubs, too. Yeah. And it's it's just it's just awesome because DC needs this, you know. Yeah. It, it it just sucks when you have friends from other parts of the country who have been able to watch some one of their teams win something in recent years, or at least make it to, make it deep in the playoffs. Like you've watched, you over here have uh, watched the the Panthers make a Super Bowl within the last what three years. Or two, so. two, 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 Super Bowls. two years. That's right. Patriots, two years. Patriots Super Bowl, and then the one where they yeah, got that's Brown right. kicked by the Broncos. Yeah. This guy sitting across from me, who I'll intro in, in a few moments here, has been able to watch uh, the Giants win two in a few hang years. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hold up. But he's wearing a Nats hat. <laughs> he's up here now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll I'm get watching, into we'll I'm get, watching you. All right. <laughs> I'm on to we'll, you. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, last thing on the caps, I, for the sake of transparency, I have to do this for myself. So, Mike, cue the, the DJ Khaled sound for me real quick. Of course. Yeah, I got For the sake of transparency, I got to do this to myself. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> because I have been a very vocal critic. I have not been a Believe DC nope. <laughs> Uh, I've not been a member of the Believe DC group, and I've been extremely skeptical. And anyone who's been in the Rock Deep chat or seen <laughs> some of my statuses on Facebook or Twitter can can vouch for me saying, uh, same old caps. Uh, yep, this is what the caps do. And, I mean, I won't lie. Maybe, maybe I'm jumping on the bandwagon, but so be it. I've still been rooting for the caps, even though I didn't think they could do it. So, I have to give myself that. And I am officially in. So let me just state that you are welcome on the bandwagon. Thank you. We welcome you you with open arms (laughs) because all of us are that guy. We're all that Cavs fan because let me tell you, you know, every single time I doubted it and they were down and they were losing, they were down three games to two to Tampa. Three to two. And like, yeah, I I, when I, I I didn't even watch game six. I just kind of loosely kept up with the score and I was like, oh, okay, they're up one, nothing. All right. It's inevitable. I'm gonna I'm gonna look back and it's gonna be like three to one, yeah. five minutes left in the third period. And the yeah. next thing I know it was three to nothing. I'm like, oh, okay, so they're gonna force they're gonna delay the inevitable, possibly. Okay. Okay, hey. fine, whatever. Game seven in Tampa. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then I won't I won't even lie, like I had extreme anxiety watching the game. Like I had yeah. points where I turned I turned the game even after they scored a minute in. Yeah, I had points where I was like, I need to turn this off because I'm extremely too nervous. I, I need to just do something else and then come back and and make sure that they're good. I and and even when even when it was like three nothing with ten minutes left, I'm like, but still, anything is possible. I I think we've seen 
a team score like two to three goals in like a minute or something. Didn't the Boston team do that uh, in a few years That's ago? That's how they won the World the yeah. Stanley Cup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, anything is possible. And yeah. Dude, so every time my head was saying they're going to lose, they've done this before. Remember when they, they boat raced the Penguins in game six last year and then came back to D.C. for game seven yeah. and lost two to one? Yep. Yeah. Remember that? You remember yeah. that? That's going to happen again because that's <laughs> what they're doing right now. That's, like, yep. My brain does this too, but my my heart was like no, no. My heart was running my Twitter account during the during this playoff run, and it was like no, you will not say that. That is not happening. You believe DC? Just believe keep tweeting DC. it out. And yes, like... yes. And for anyone listening, if you are going to be watching the Stanley Cup final, make sure you use that hashtag while you're tweeting or posting about uh, the Stanley Cup final. Believe DC. Believed hashtag believe DC. We are all in on the caps here. Even if people at ESPN don't believe, we believe, Man. and we're gonna we're gonna get it. Forget ESPN, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna talk about the beef. I almost I almost started earlier, so hey, he doesn't know any. He's <laughs> from the West Coast. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not, not even gonna get into that. But what I'm gonna get into is tonight on the overflow. We are going to be uh, talking about separate. Can you separate art from the artist? Um, we're going to be talking about music, and I am very fortunate to be joined in studio by one of my best friends, one of my best homies, one of the dopest musicians that I know. Thank you, he thank goes you. by the name C. Gats hey. of the rapper-producer duo uh, Gatzilla, who just recently released an album a week a, a week ago, The Feeding Grounds. Yes. Yes, about a week ago. Tuesday, last Tuesday. Okay, last Tuesday. It's called The Feeding Grounds. It's the third project that they've done together. It's an extremely dope project. If you have not gotten, if you have, if you haven't paid attention to anything I've posted on it, you've been doing yourself a disservice. And hopefully by the time we get done here today, actually, not hopefully, by the time we get done here today, you're going to be running to Spotify, to Apple Music, to anywhere you download music from. Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Well, yeah, especially Bandcamp because that gets us paid. Yes. <laughs> More so than Spotify <laughs> and all of that. But, yeah, you'll, you'll be running out to cop this project and, and hopefully share it with people that you know. So I'm going to welcome to the overflow, my man C. Gats. What's going thank on, bro? You, thank you. Appreciate it, man. I re- you got me feeling all special, man. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, how you feeling, man? How, how, how's it been going? I'm feeling good, man. It's been uh, crazy. I've been getting a lot of great. We've been getting a lot of great feedback. Shout out to Zilla out in Germany, man. He's the producer I work with on this uh, on these Gazilla projects. Yeah, shout out to Zilla. Zilla is one of the dopest producers even I've come across. He, he's blessed me with a couple beats over the years, and absolutely. they've been absolutely incredible. And and his production style is 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 unique. Like. Whenever you talk about, whenever you listen to producers, like each producer has a certain thing that makes their production stick out from the other person. Like tons of people uh, sample Motown records, sample soul records here and there, but not everyone does it the same. Ninth Wonder doesn't do it like Pete Rock, who doesn't do it like Dilla, who doesn't do it like whatever. And the way Zilla does his samples, the way he does his drums, the way he does his production, it's 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 fantastic. So. I guess we'll start right there. Like, how did you guys link up initially? Facebook, man, social media, it's the gift and the curse. In this case, it was a gift. Uh, Zilla actually has a Facebook group, Zilla's Crew, and uh, I, I'm trying to... I think you're the one that... No, was it you? No, uh, I don't think I... Somebody. No, I oh, you know what? It was some. It was, it was somebody I went to high school with. He, he was in there, and he uh, 
he just plopped me on in the group. Like, you know how people like to just drop you in groups and yeah. not say nothing? Just for the record, that'll get you blocked if you do that now. <laughs> Please don't add me without talking to me first. In this case, it worked <laughs> out, though. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, and I was just in there. And, you know, it was just one of those kind of groups. You share your music, talk about hip-hop. And, you know, I shared some of my stuff. Zilla was feeling it. And Zilla is very particular. He'll only work with people that he thinks are dope. That he, is very true. If he thinks you're whack, you're not getting on a Zilla on a You're not getting a beat, a feature, no. nothing. Nothing nothing <laughs> at all, man. But uh, he liked my stuff. And, you know, I did a song that I ended up putting on one of my early mixtapes. Um, and uh, I thought we had a good chemistry. And then years later, I was like, hey, man, why don't we just do a whole album? Because I had been, like, really trying to find my way musically, um, figure out my sound. You know, I, I always was dropping just random mixtapes where I would just, like, you know, Borrow, I'll say borrow beats, <laughs> and uh, we've you all know, done. It. We've all been there. And you know, I, I've always had producer friends who would toss me beats and stuff, but I, I wanted to have a you know sound. You know, what I'm saying like a particular sound. And Zilla just was per like he had the sound I was looking for. It was almost it was a match made in heaven, man. Like you know, I, I told him recently, I. I I've been trying to make a C. Gats album, but I just can't because I'm so addicted to his 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 instrumentals. There's just it's just it just resonates with me. So you know, it's got that old '90s boom bap sound, but it's just so he's so dope, man. And right, and it's super innovative too because it's not yeah. like it's not like like I still have a batch of Zilla beats from. Uh, the early Zilla's crew days. I'm about to snatch that. <laughs> <laughs> you actually did on the the on the Attack on Titan the Remember joint. That was one. That was one of the beats he sent me a couple years oh. ago. I never used it for anything. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. But um, yeah, like uh, listening to his production, just you know, from the early days to now, like it's 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 so different. Like you you can always tell when people are you know consistently working on their craft, trying to get better at what they do, not finding something that works and then just kind of looping it, you know, a couple different times, a couple different ways and staying in, staying in that lane. Um, so I would say, so Zilla's crew was what? Two, like 2012, 2013, I believe? Even further back. It was, it was like 2011. I want to say like 2011 was when I, when I was, was it 2011. I might have added you then. Yeah. But. Well, that's when, yeah, this is around when we met actually. Right. Uh, back in 2011, so um, let, so let's let's talk about uh, this project in particular, the mm. feeding grounds. Uh, what inspired that title in particular? Well, uh, with all the Gazilla albums, um, I always kind of had like a monster theme. The first album was Attack on Titan, which I obviously straight up ripped from the <laughs> anime. Yeah. Not even going <laughs> to make any bones about that. Um, the second album, Inner Sanctum, uh, you know, which came out last year actually. Go um, cop that too, which I, is probably my fa one of my favorite projects I've done. Um, Inner Sanctum was, you know, like the, it was it was kind of a play on words. It was like the Inner Sanctum of the monster that was Gatzilla, but also meant, you know, the, the album was representative of my Inner Sanctum, which was, you know, my mind. Everything, right, like, every right. track on that album was something that swirled around in my brain. Uh, so Feeding Grounds was basically like, you know, where the monster comes to feed because it, it was a lot more of an aggressive album. Mm -hmm. um, Inner Sanctum was a very uh, personal album and I actually wrote and recorded Feeding Grounds directly off of Inner Sanctum. You could, you could even, if I probably could have even made that a double album hmm. because uh, it, it was almost like two sides of the coin, those two albums. 
uh, Inner Sanctum was more of an introspective personal album. Feeding Grounds was just me like just breaking loose and just you know eating everything alive. <laughs> so you know. Uh, so what about the title? So what, what, what inspired that title in particular? Feeding Grounds. Like I said, it was like it was like the monster was losing. He's just eating everything alive. So <laughs> every song on it, you notice it's just like me being extremely aggressive. Just not like with you know sonically, but also. Uh, with the topics I, I chose, the, the first the first track is just me just spitting spitting bars. <laughs> yeah. But, like, <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to. It was it was more like it was less of a concept album than Inner Sanctum, and just more kind of like me getting stuff off my chest. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I didn't put as much thought into weaving a you know cohesive story across the album. I just wanted to put out a bunch of really aggressive, hard hitting tracks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So let's talk about the process. So when you when you are stepping into you know album mode and you want to do a project with with Zilla, for example, mm. how do you go about that? Like as far as your beat selection, as far as the content, what's your process? For, like, do you write like twenty five songs and then you know put it down to ten to fifteen or whatever? Mm. Or like, how does how does that process go for you? Right. I, I know I know the industry standard is to do exactly what you just said, like do like 50 songs and whittle it down. But I feel like that's such a waste. So and since I'm not signed to a major label, I, I'm not bound to that you know that whole process. So everything I rec- write and record basically gets gets uh, released in some shape, way, shape, or form. Uh, so. I basically go on autopilot. Once the feeling hits me that I want to start writing, it's usually like in a it's like a quick burst like like i'll hear i'll get that first song out and it'll just i, I go on autopilot until an entire album's finished and then i you know i retreat I, back right i retreat back i go into i usually go into a little you know um period of time where i have writer's block and i've learned to accept that now like it's yeah. part, it's actually a part of my process now i used to hmm. get so stressed like damn why can't why can't I write? But I, I'm just like, I know it's going to happen. I, I'm going to get all this dope dope stuff out, and then I'm going to just fall back and just enjoy life and do all the stuff I like to do, like, you know, go out, watch movies, play video games. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's become part of the process. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I do it. So were there any particular inspirations that you were looking for with this album? Like, were there were there particular themes that you know that you – that you wanted to make sure you hit when you were putting together the feeding uh, feeding grounds, as opposed to inner sanctum, or did that did that kind of run together? Well, um, I never really think about what I'm going to write about until it's already being written. If that makes any sense, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like 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 some people, like our boy Graden Square, uh, Green Five Theory. Um, he's very scientific about it. He he like maps out his whole album. He has, you know all kinds of graphs and charts and stuff like <laughs> me i'm i'm kind of like the opposite like I, I i let the beats write the songs i i, I let whatever the beat in, invokes in me like that's what i end up writing so like if it's a you know like that first track we were just talking yeah. about that just felt like just somebody breaking out like like this is the beginning <laughs> of the album i'm just gonna eat everything and then you might get a song like the one we did oh yeah uh, st- uh step back step back um uh, which is uh, more of a, you know, I don't know how you describe that song. Like, uh, personal. Very personal. Very personal, but yet yeah, kind of general. Or taking a personal feeling and kind of making it very general. Although, right. like, 
I know what inspired. Right, I know. Right, I know right, what inspired right. that. <laughs> but making that that feeling a bit more general, so that right. people who are not involved or don't know the story or the inspiration, I should say, right. can find something to take away from that song in particular. Right, and and what you just said—that's exactly what the beat made me feel. Like I felt like it was something like I'm I'm going to have a conversation with you. You know what I'm right. saying? It was just very, like, you know, the the, the way the, that, p- that piano sample, very slow and methodical beat. Just, you know, it was more of a, like, conversational type of beat to me. So that be- that song became a conversation to, you know, a, a person that right. I had some things <laughs> I had to say to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and it, it wasn't a diss track. It was just a real yeah. track. I call it a real track. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you... you- even if I even if I was the person that the song was directed after, like it, it wasn't really a, it wasn't there was nothing really disrespectful. It was right. just kind of hey, this happened. This is how I feel about what happened, and this, right. you know, you know, have you taken a step back to think about this? Exactly. You know, it's not really action. like if and if you take it as a diss, I mean, that just kind of speaks to how you feel about the situation and maybe right. any feelings you have of feeling wronged or that that any feelings you have of doing something wrong to someone because right. nothing there's nothing absolutely you know disrespectful about about that yeah i didn't think so and that's just you know i, I don't really do diss tracks you know what i mean like i just find it like it's it's like it's like name calling you know like yeah. it's it's just so childish to me like unless we're like doing a battle that we set up then of course right. i'm going to just go right. go go ham but that's in good fun but like if i'm talking this somebody have a personal issue with, I'm not going to be like, Yo, I'm going to shoot you in the face. And, <laughs> you know, like, that's just not my style. I'm just going to talk, like, like my music is a direct reflection of, <laughs> like, like it's, it, like, I feel like I'm, uh, you know, my, my music is a direct reflection of how I would react to something in real life. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, a lot of rappers, you hear them rap and then you hear them talk and it's like they're two different, to- totally different people. You know, I like to think that, like, my music, when you hear my music, when you talk to me, you're not surprised that you're talking to the guy you heard the song. Exactly. On, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, so getting back to the album a bit, uh, how do you go about the features, right? Because obviously I know you, there's a close, tight-knit group of people who I know that you work with, myself, Charlie Rose, uh, Tack. You know, there's... You know, a set Simone Arabia. Yeah, Simone shout Arabia. Out. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. She's extremely dope. Y'all need dope. to get her up here. Absolutely. <laughs> I actually have a song I want to get her on, but talk about that after. Right, right. Um, so, so what is your process as far as finding features? Because you know, not every, not every, you know, everyone is different as far as how they go about creating things. Uh, like Jake, uh, I was listening to an interview that Jake Cole did with Angie Martinez, and he spoke about not really doing features because he just like he had so much to say right. that he just he just ended up filling up all the time that he wanted to dedicate to a song so he didn't actually end up doing features. Right. So I know some some rappers are very feature heavy. We see that with actually a lot of mainstream cats like they're out their projects will be very feature heavy as far as the people that they work with and that's fine. Um so how do you what's your process as far as figuring out Okay, I want to, you know, this person sounds good. Maybe I should get them on this song mm-hmm. versus, okay, I, you know, I'm just going to do all two or three verses on here. Well, I, I, I personally love uh, features. I love working with other dope artists. Like, I'm, I'm a rapper, I'm an MC, but I'm also a, a fan. Right. And, and, and 
a big time fan and when I find somebody who's dope that's not to say I'm just going to automatically want them to be on every track I, like my like, just going back to what you asked me um, my process for choosing people to be on a track is they have to fit the feeling of the song and I have to know that they're going to have something of worth to say around that concept or non-concept you know if it's just a posse joint like, I, I actually have a, a song on the album called uh, TMW, That's My Word, along with the remix uh, as a bonus track. Uh, I have uh, Rusty Jooks right. from uh, Boot Camp Click. Uh, you might know him. Uh, he's been on, you know, a lot of tracks with uh, Sean P. Rest in peace. Um, he blessed he blessed the track for me. And, uh, you know, I specifically sought him out because I wanted, I wanted a, just a... I wanted it to be like a posse cut version of Ad Infinitum. Okay. Yeah. So, so, and it comes off that way too. Right, right. And and like he's one of the most aggressive, dopest, just like like New York gritty <laughs> MCs like I, I think that's out there and I, I felt very privileged to have him on there. And, and you know, Simone Arabia was on that, Charlie Rose was on it. Yep. In my mind I just thought of their voices and what they would contribute, their style of rhyming and and, 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 and uh, you know, putting their words together and how it would work with that beat and just coming together. Like, I'm not, I don't just, like, throw random people on tracks. It, right. That's the one part I do put a lot of thought into. Like, when I'm writing my own stuff, it's autopilot. Right. But, but, but when it comes to picking my features, it's very, very methodical. You know what I'm saying? I'm very, I'm, I'm, plan, I'm planning it out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, do you have any, is there anyone who you perhaps wanted to get on this project or maybe getting more involved with this project that, you know, just wasn't able to, Man. weren't able to work it out? Yes. Um, I, and, and, it, and it might happen for the next project or with the uh, joint project with Charlie Rose or another project I, I'm thinking of doing with somebody else. But um, I almost had a, a, a Geechee Suede from Camp Low. Oh, yeah, um, we, we shout out to Camp Low too. Yeah, we, I, I, you know, we went back and forth a few times with email. That was like the end of last year, and just you know, too much happened last year. Then you know, life, and I wasn't able to make it happen. But like he, you know, that Camp Low is one of my favorite groups of all time, and I love to get him on there. He's so dope to me, man. Like him and uh, Sonny Chiba. Absolutely, yeah. they're they're two of my favorites too, and I think and I think what I enjoy about them in particular is. If you just look at strictly at the content, like content-wise, there's not really much that's new or innovative. Mm. But the way that they write about it, yeah. they make it interesting. They're weird. They, they get yeah, extremely. I still, Black Connection is one of my favorite songs, uh, one of yeah. my favorite hip hop songs ever, and and it's it's perfect to me. Just the beat is is fantastic. How mm -hmm. they interpolated that stylistic sample. Uh, they did their thing on it lyrically, and and the story just weaves together, and it's written in such a way that because of the because of the way that they write, mm -hmm. it's written in such a way that you feel like you discover something new each time you listen to it because you have to visualize what they're being what they're saying because it's not just as simple as you know I walked into a bank after getting out my right. tank or something like that right um, and so that song is perfect to me they they are perfect and and. Man, that'd be one hell of a feature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I can make it happen. Hopefully, he'll remember me from when I messaged him last. But you know, he was really cool when we did speak. So, who knows, man? Who knows when make that happen? Is uh, and there's a uh, there's a few few people I'd like to work with in the future. But um, you know, baby steps. Absolutely. 
Uh, in case you're tuning in for the first time, this is The Overflow with MC Brooks. I've got my man C. Gats here in studio. We're discussing uh, the album he just released with producer Zilla. Uh, the album is called The Feeding Grounds. Uh, they go by Spoo Zilla, excuse me. Uh, and uh, they just released an album called The Feeding Grounds, which is available on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, you know, all of all of your streaming services. So, you know, definitely be sure to, to check it out. So uh, we just discussed Camp Low. So let's let's dig a little bit into your history. Sure. Uh, where are you from? For people who don't know. I, well, uh, you know, uh, originally I was born in Queens, but I was raised in Long Island, the town of Hampstead, more specifically the hamlet of Uniondale, if anyone knows what a <laughs> hamlet is. <laughs> I actually grew up uh, right across from the Nassau Coliseum. Nice. Oh, wow. That's, that's why I'm a casual uh, Islanders fan. <laughs> so uh sorry Mike is shaking his head behind no, you. <laughs> the island the islanders are one of those things they broke they broke the broke my heart as a kid when uh when they beat the caps but at the same time too like i respect the islanders a whole hell of a lot more than i expect the rangers right islanders fans are not obnoxious buttholes no the rangers are <laughs> rangers are horrible yes, the rangers are yeah. definitely the rangers fans are obnoxious yeah so definitely that's yeah. awesome so uh, Born in New York, born and bred in New York. So, how exactly did you make your way, you know, down here to the Ooh. DMV? Oh, we getting personal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, long story long. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was living in New York. Uh, lost lost my job uh, that I had been at for like five years. They uh, laid everybody off and you know moved up to Indiana, and I wasn't moving up to Clan Country. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they didn't invite me to either, so it was mutual, uh, you know, mutually <laughs> good. Um, uh, then uh, a f- uh, former friend, a friend, former friend of mine, offered for me to uh, uh, move down to North Carolina. Okay, which I did, uh, you know, begrudgingly, because uh, I, I, I was, I had grew up in New York. I wasn't trying to live in the south <laughs> you crazy <laughs> but uh no no disrespect though but uh you know uh north carolina sucks uh yeah yeah i was gonna say she's from north carolina <laughs> sorry but you're hey, phrasing <laughs> <laughs> it is unpleasant uh but uh what part of north carolina was it nah, it honestly it's not that bad i'm actually a, tar, a big tar heels fan um, I, I, it was just my experience down. It wasn't that great to go from Queens though to North Carolina. That's a little bit of culture shock. That, that's I not. Think, yeah, that's yeah. probably what it was. You didn't ease yourself into that. It's not like you no. like let me move to Virginia in the suburbs of DC and slowly work my. No, you were just like nope, going hard. Yep, yeah. 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 straight to straight to your question, Raleigh Durham, and that was Ooh. like you said a culture shock and. Uh, uh, didn't have a great time down there, but uh, during that time, um, a lot of things happened. Uh, I'll get a little candid with you. I, I was homeless for a while, hmm. um, so I had, it gave me time to really reflect on a lot of things, and and uh, you know, it definitely affected uh, my music. Like uh, the, the way I, you know, what what I expressed in my music changed because of that. Um, because it gave me a new perspective on life. Okay, you know what I'm saying. I had never been in a situation where I had no home. You know, I was, you know, squatting in a house in the middle of Durham, which isn't one of the best areas. <laughs> I've, I've heard. Yeah, you know, you go up the block from Duke and you got like a row of prostitutes and drug dealers 
You know, like it's, yeah, right outside Duke, <laughs> right outside of Duke. Um, yeah, all them college kids, you know, they got money. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. that's I true. mean, hey, you yeah. know, what, what, what better place to be if you're trying to sling, you know, drugs and and other things. <laughs> so, <laughs> drugs and yourself. And you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Drugs and yourself if we're gonna keep it PG. Uh but yeah, so uh that that was North Carolina. Lo- lovely state, just my experience wasn't that great. Um then uh, you know, when things didn't work out there, went through a bunch of jobs, finally found a place to live. Had a great roommate down there, but like it was just not lucrative as far as like jobs and I wasn't really doing what I'm doing now with my music. Um still working on it still finding yeah. myself with it but I, you know i wasn't really pushing it like that for a lot of reasons and then um you know i just said you know screw it my parents were living in virginia i stayed with i ended up moving up there 2010 hmm. and uh until i found my own place found a good job things got a little bit better and now here i am yeah it's a lovely a- dmv area which i love i love dc it's almost like my <laughs> second home now it's it's awesome here. This is home, and, and actually, the song that's playing in the background, "My Profession," seems to be kind of fitting after right? after hearing after hearing that just now. Uh, was what you just explained the inspiration for this song in particular for on the album? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, pr- but probably more uh, with more recent um, situations because I again got laid off from a job not too long ago, and uh, like a few days after that happened i got this you know this was one of the beats i was you know as i was perusing zilla's beats this was one of them that popped up and it just the that 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 big l sample mm, yeah dude, like like i was like oh wow this is like so it was almost like a gift from <laughs> some divine you know what i'm saying like yeah <laughs> and uh you know it, i i had to do it and it just inspired me to you know i was at the time i was really and I guess that's why I'm here now. Like, it, it really pushed me to do bigger things with my music and, and uh, you know, having lost that job and, uh, you know, having a lot of conversations with different friends and stuff, it just really made me realize I need to do more with my talent. Absolutely, man. And that's exactly why I wanted to get you on. That's uh, so why I have this platform. You know, it's like I told you months ago, like, if I get an opportunity to, you know, sit down with you and, and hopefully get some some new people to get exposed to your music and what you and Zilla do, then I'm absolutely going to do what I can to, to help out. Because the project is dope. You, you're you dope. I've, I've known you for years, obviously. Yes. And, you know, this is this is what I, want, what I want to do with my platform here. And I definitely appreciate it for both of you guys having me on here. Absol- sure. Absolutely. So uh, let's transition... Let's go even further back. Let's talk about uh, Attack on Titan. Ah, the first guest. <laughs> the very, very, very first which project. I, which I have some CDs if anybody in the studio wants a copy. Free. Free of charge. <laughs> uh, yes. Got you. They're right in my trunk. <laughs> so what made you... <laughs> <laughs> Winning. What made you settle on Attack on Titan? Like, what, what? was it just because of the play on Godzilla that you wanted to do that or where did that come about well i had been watching the anime heavy i mean it's like it, it was it's one of my favorite animes of all time i um, need to finish it to it's, it's great yeah you definitely in new season's going to be coming out and I, hopefully i don't get like sued at some point for this <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah you know it's, it's attack on the brighton 
I'm sorry. Yeah. That's the real title. That's the real title. It's, it's, <laughs> he spells it T-I-G-H-T. There you yeah, go. There you yeah, go. There you go. Tight. Like tight tighten, a, tighten a bolt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you got it. He's right. No. Um, uh, well, yeah, I had been watching the anime heavily at the time, and it was the exact same time I started watching it. I started do, doing doing the album with Zilla, and it was just fitting. Gatzilla, Attack on Titan was about a bunch. It's about a bunch of you know giant monster people who eat people. <laughs> so it just it just felt like it fit, and it was also a little bit of a marketing ploy because you know I'm giving some secrets away, but <laughs> you know the it, the anime was very popular at the time, and if people search. The anime, they just might find my album if they search that. Yeah, title. I mean, it, to be, it's smart. It's smart. It, I know it worked <laughs> because on uh, one of the songs I had up on YouTube from it, somebody in the comments was like, "You son of a bitch! You know this was an anime, right? It's not. I wasn't looking for this shit." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I was like, "Good. Hope you like the song." <laughs> sorry, not sorry, but uh, yeah, it was. It's. It, it seems to it seemed to have worked because I, I actually uh, found a you know fan base behind it. Um, I have a couple of crazy stories about that. Um, uh, actually, more recently, I was uh, you know before I got my my current job, um, my current nine to five, I should say. Uh, I uh, I was you know calling up different staffing agencies and whatnot to try and find work, and and I swear to you, this is the honest truth. Um, I emailed a guy, and um, he's like, "Your email, your name, Cgas seven seven seven. That looks, that looks familiar." I'm like, "Oh, really?" And he's like, "Yeah. Wait, do you do, do you make music?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Are you are you get Gatzilla?" I'm like, "Get out of here!" And, and they're like based in Houston. Oh wow. Yeah, the guy was all the way in Houston. And I'm like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Just out, awesome, just some man. yeah, some recruiter and. Houston knew who I was. That's awesome. Yeah, so, you know, I think I'm doing something right. I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, that just speaks to the power and reach of dope music. Like, it's going to find its way to people, even, the, you know, it's going to find its way to people all over the world. Well, and conversely, I tell the people at my job that I'm going to be on the radio tonight and, and I rap. They look at me like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what's going on here? But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's a, that's a pretty crazy story. Yeah, it's really random. I I don't think I I don't even think I have anything along those lines. That's pretty awesome though, you man. You will. That's um. So, I uh, wrote a comic book, right? And this is years ago. Um, and it ended up making its way out west. I don't know how because we didn't oh. do any shows out west. We did. We were here in D.C. We did the uh, awesome con. We did uh, Philly con. Uh, we did Wizard Wizard World up in Philly, and then we did Baltimore con, right? All of a sudden, I get a friend request from somebody named Mike Lunsford. And I'm like, oh, haha, okay, so it's some sort of spam or something like that, right? No, it was a dude <laughs> with the same name as me who lives out in Oregon. And I was like, all right. So I, I, I click on it, and I'm like, all right, accept, just to see what's up. And he messages me, and he's like, so I got a story to tell you. And he shows me a picture of Ethan Stone P.I., the comic book I created. Oh, wow. He was like, my friend bought this when he was at PhillyCon. And I was like, oh, I was there. Okay, so he wow. bought it for me. And he's like, yeah, and he came back out here to Oregon, and he showed me. He was like, hey, check it out. This is by you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And we've actually become friends. Oh, like, that's awesome. Wow, that's a really yeah. awesome story, man. That's yeah, so really it's, awesome. it is cool when you create something, 
and it goes beyond like your circle you know Absolutely. like that is that is awesome yeah well i mean i, I really I, I really believe that anything that's dope will find its way around the world at some point exactly especially if you push it you know yeah. like I, absolutely absolutely and and actually speaking of around the world you have a song on the feeding grounds world cup oh yeah that's one of my favorite tracks on there man. how did what was the inspiration for that and how did that song come about i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like I, I swear to you like just these things just come to me um you know well as, as you know zilla is from germany and yes. so like because he's such a dope producer he's a kid <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. Doritos? Okay. <laughs> I do like Doritos. Um, I was emptying, emptying the trash on the computer. <laughs> awesome. I forgot that it made noise. My bad. <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, but um, so, uh, you know, being as dope as Zilla is, he's accumulated, uh, you know, a collection of MCs from across the world um, from all different, all different corners. I mean, so, you know, I was just sitting there thinking one day, like, yo, it'll be dope. And I'm, I couldn't think of any. I'm sure it's been done. It might have been done before, but I've never heard it. If we had somebody, like, each verse was somebody from a different country rapping in a different language. That's awesome. So I reached out to Zilla, and we were talking about it, and he thought it was a dope-ass idea. And um, he reached out to a bunch of his, uh, his, his uh, friends that rap. And we got we got some dope, dope uh, features. I don't know what half of them are saying. <laughs> I still don't. They could be all dissing me for all I know. But uh, this guy is trash. I don't know why I'm on this song, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm only here for Zilla. Screw this guy, guys. <laughs> no, but um, you know, just like from a flow, flow. I'm just you know, obviously I don't know what they're saying, but from a flow. St- standpoint like it just everybody meshed so well i had my boy audio on there another gu member he uh he's actually a hispanic uh for those that don't know i'm half puerto rican and half black so i had to have a latino presence on the song and i made him the first first uh first verse and he killed it absolutely and he hasn't rapped in ages and he just came back like he never left it was crazy and he was just like rolling his r's perfect and everything like yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like dude murdered it and then we had uh john john cease uh that's uh another german uh, guy he killed it uh we had uh funky, Fun- d. funky, d. funky he, d he probably had you know everybody killed it but i just loved funky d's verse so much and again don't, don't have any idea what he was saying but he <laughs> he was killing it um Forgive me, I can't remember the country he's from. It's in Africa, but they speak French there. Um, I think you've mentioned it before, and I don't remember. I, I did. I can't remember for the life of me. I apologize profusely. But he, yeah, he, he that, that's French he's speaking. And then uh, there was um, uh, uh, Killer Bass from Italy. Awesome. Who killed it? Shout out to Italy. Yeah, so, absolutely. So Algeria, uh, Burundi, Cameroon. Central African Republic. I think it was Burundi. Burundi. I think so. I think yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I know it started with a B. That's for sure. Yeah, that's well, not, that sounds familiar. There's another that's one is Burkina not. Faso. That, that's that's it. what it is. That's yes, it. there that's it is. It. Yes, there that's we go. It. Thank you. I knew it, was it, was it was something. Press the clapping button. <laughs> thank, thank you, Google. <laughs> Google in the clutch. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's listening, once again, The Overflow, MC Brooks, in studio with my man C. Gats from the sure. rapper-producer duo Gatzilla. Uh, the song we just we were just talking about is actually playing in the background. 
Uh, once again, it's a, from the album The Feeding Grounds, which you can find on all streaming services, as well as Bandcamp. It's uh, Seagats at, excuse, excuse me, Seagats.Bandcamp.com. Got it. So go there. Yeah, go there. Spend money. It's worth it, I promise. And and support dope music and support local music if you're in the D.C. area or from New York. And, yeah. Absolutely. And, let me, and just to, to build on that a little bit. Um, you're not just, you know, when you when you buy buy an artist, an independent artist music, you're not just, you know, giving them money for, you know, gold chains and cars. Like <laughs> a lot of us actually use the music to go towards our craft. We use it to, if it wasn't for my album sales for Inner Sanctum, I wouldn't have the new interface at my house. I wouldn't, you know, have the new computer and everything I just got recently to improve my sound and sound more professional. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so there's a lot of us out here that actually use that money towards the craft to, so that we can get you guys more dope music. Absolutely. So I want to I wanna go back to something you mentioned earlier in the show, and this is kind of a transition to one of the things I wanted to talk about earlier. Uh, you mentioned that you don't separate your own persona. Like you, you're, The person you are in real life is exactly what you're going to get um when they are listening to your music like you don't separate the two you're not you don't try to be a different person different persona um what do you think about people who do try to do that who try to you know create alter egos or try to you know be like i am here and the person i am the person i sing or rap like is this i don't have a problem with alter egos at all as long as it's being presented as such you know for the sake of the art, like for instance, Mad Lib and Quasimodo, or MF Doom. Yeah, you know that's saying? a great example. Uh, like that's dope to me. I like that. Like there's also a rapper out there, um, um, Mix Mix Master. What the hell is his name? Uh, uh, I put you onto him a while ago. Mix Master. Mix Mixtape. I can't. Oh, remember. Uh, wow! Master I don't. Mixtape. Or yeah, something I like. don't. I don't yeah. remember his name. For He's actually really name. good, and I can't remember his name. I'm sorry if you're listening, but <laughs> you're dope, dude. But, yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, he he's another one. He 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 has this whole persona that he does, and it's not actually him. It's like a character he plays. I think that's dope. It's like it's it's a, it's like mixing acting with rapping, and that's cool. So, what what do you think about for the ones who are who do the more ex- extreme examples, like who do the horror core rap, like a Vinnie Paz right. or uh, Insane Clown Posse? Because I'm blanking on rap oh, names right now. You know, what do you think about those the the musicians who are a bit more violent, a bit more graphic? Like, do you do you when you listen to them, or do you try to do you you know knowingly separate the person from? Do you normally separate the person from who they're rapping as? Or do you think, you know, they're obviously saying it, so this is part of who they may who they are coming out? You know, it's a lot of times it's hard to tell because, you know, you know, for a lot of rappers, MCs, um, the, the art form is a way to... You can, the, people use it differently. Like some people just are like very literal about expressing themselves. Right. And for some people, you know, that who they portray on their songs is either who they would like to be, um, who they feel like on the inside, and not who they necessarily are in everyday life. Um, and as long as they're not like trying to act like they're 
the person they're not, I'm fine with it. Whichever way you got you express yourself in your music, um, if it's therapeutic for you and it works for you, I say go for it. What when I have a problem is when you have dudes out here trying to act like the gangsters and they're not, or they're you know what I'm saying, or even if you can even go the opposite. Like let's say you have a rapper who's trying to act like he's like this like you know who knows like a anti gang or. Uh, a friend of feminism or something, and and, <laughs> and like you find out he he's been you know you know, Bill Cosby motherfucker. You know what I'm saying like <laughs> yeah. Or, or unfortunately that like, that seems to be a thing yeah nowadays anyway. Right. Or acts like he has the answers and that he's got it all figured out and that nobody else knows what's going on. Exactly. And right. He goes on TMZ and says a bunch of stuff about slavery. Oh uh, um, yeah. Let's see what else does he do? Uh, Mary's a Kardashian. Um, <laughs> name, name rhymes with Flanye. Flanye. Flanye best. If I ever start rapping, that's my rap name. Flanye best. You should absolutely. That should, that should absolutely be your name. And just do raps about like Jello and Flan and other like. <laughs> Flanye. Flanye best. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, yeah, that actually reminds me. Uh, the reason I asked is because I was I was thinking about this. Um, I was thinking about. Have you heard of Styles of Beyond? Yes. Okay. I was thinking about the song that they did when they were active a few, a few years ago. It's on um, a mixtape they did with DJ Cheap Shot called Razor Tag. And Ryu raps on the song They Don't Know. And he says, I'm going to I'm gonna quote it. I'm going to quote it. I'm going to quote the lines here. Uh, we're bringing it back to what it was when it was fun to carry a gun before somebody says it was, says it was thug. It's all hooks. No one in my crew was a clapper. We thought if you had a gat, it made you a true rapper. Mm. Mm. And it, the first time I heard that, I was like, wow, like you guys have been rapping about guns for like three albums now. Right. And just to find out, like, this isn't actually your life. You just, this this is just something you were doing right. because it sounded cool. And, and I think, I think a lot of rappers have gone through, I mean, even I have gone through that phase, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Will Smith, too. Yeah, well, really? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard him even <laughs> curse other than that time he used the B word in that song. Oh, you haven't heard that his attempt at gangster rap that he did in like '92 or something like that? Nah. Where yeah, he he was like he like threatened to slap a, someone's grandma because she like held up traffic. Yeah, that's stuff. the one I'm talking about. He yeah, called, that, it, he yeah. called it the b word. On yeah, it. yeah, there was that. There's there's another one that he did that he did too, and I I don't remember the name of it. But yeah, he's he's yeah. There's, I don't know if that qualifies as gangster rap though. That's more like angry men in traffic rap. <laughs> <laughs> Song is uh, you saw my blinker. Yes, yep, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But song. that's that's so funny that that's that's what that's what Will Smith does to be gangster. Right? Is is man? Traffic makes me mad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's it's that, that angry dad rap. You know, like it's not like Will. It's not like Will Smith didn't have like actual shit. I mean, he grew up in West Philadelphia. It's not like West right. Philadelphia was some like easy suburbs. Like it's right. a rough part of town. You know, oh, yeah. like he had some shit to rap about. Like. Oh. I guess he decided to go the other way and just yeah. be, you know, the safe rapper. Which it's dad rap personified. Yeah. Right. But let's not get it twisted. Will Smith can spit. This is true. You know yeah. what I mean? This is true. And and that's one of my that's always one of my unpopular rap opinions whenever whenever, you know, those threads come up on social media. Will Smith was dope. And Will Smith was dope early in his career. Mm-hmm. He was dope late into his career. It was just, you know, where the hip hop community was at that time, like getting jiggy with it was not was by hip hop standards. And what was that ninety seven? I thought you were gonna go back to Fresh Prince days. 
Oh no no! I, th- I think what he did is the Fresh Prince was like was fine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for the t- for that time. Right. But by '97, like we had already been exposed to uh, Tupac and Biggie and Mob right. Deep and like that kind of uh, gangster rap. We were that just, was really we, yeah, we were just yeah. coming off of that grimy, gritty New yeah. York West Coast gangster era. Yeah, like no one was really trying to hear getting jiggy with it. <laughs> right, no, I, I can attest to that. That was the rap album that if you were like me and you were white and you wanted to buy it, your parents would let you buy it. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> Will Smith. Oh, we like him. That's fine. He's that's, okay. That's why he I sold did, millions and millions exactly. of Exactly. I had to sneak the Wu-Tang albums that I got because my parents <laughs> Dude, wouldn't, me let, wouldn't let me get them. <laughs> me too. We might be in the same age category, actually. Yeah, I'm the 35, 36. Oh, wow, I'm older than you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no. we're still. In the, I mean, how how much older are you? Not much. I'm uh, 37. Uh, come on, man. That's like yeah. a year. Yeah, okay? no, you're Nothing. right. You're we're, right. we're in the same age category. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> and, and I had to sneak the Wu Tang tapes and uh, yeah. not even CDs, but tapes. I had to have my friends double them and like slide them to me like drugs on the bus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> my dad. My dad found uh, my 36 Chambers uh, tape that I had, and he was like, "What's 36 Chambers?" And I was like, "Oh, it's a." It's a rap thing, but it's all about kung fu. And he was like, oh, well, that sounds weird. And I was like, okay, cool. He's not going to ask questions. All right. That is great. It's funny because Sorry, I was Sorry, Dad, if you're listening. I, that's so funny. It's funny because uh, uh, I, had been, I, I had been listening to, like, all the dirtiest, like, you know, like, curse words. And the, the, out, the tape that my mom finds and throws out is House of Pain. <laughs> that's the one that did it for her. I had House of Pain. Jump I mean, she, around. you know what? She when she looked at House of Pain, she was like a bunch of white guys from Boston rapping. Really, I think they cursed Get this like shit out of my house. I think they cursed like once on that album, and I'm like, that's the that's the album you're gonna throw out. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got Snoop Dogg. It ain't no fun blasting up in my room. <laughs> you know, we won't go into those lyrics, but you know. oh yeah, oh, oh Snoop Dogg, you're so dirty. <laughs> Uh, While we're on that subject, favorite 36 Chamber song? Oh, that's a Man, yeah. that's a hard question. I know, I know. Hang on, I gotta look at the track list because, like, I don't even need to. I'm like one of the biggest Wu Tang fans of all time. I think for me, mine personally is Seventh Chamber Part Two, which I know is just a remix of Seventh Chamber, but that was on. Lo- um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just lo- I love the beat for Part Two more than I do the first one. That yeah. was the one we, I, we did the Arc 2012 yeah. uh, joint over. Dude, yeah. I mean, come on. Bring it's, the Ruckus is on there. Yeah. Protect Your Neck is on there. Shame. Cream is on there. Wu-Tang Clean. No, no. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, the whole album. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> the whole album is, like, yeah. I want to just, I just want to say the whole album is my favorite track. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so hard because, yeah, man, I was I was ready to sign up for fan club and everything, man. <laughs> I bought everything with that W on it, like. Rappers, you never even heard, like Lot of the Dark Man. You probably never even heard of him. Oh, we, oh man, I wish we had the MP3 of uh, the Wu Tang tribute you did a few years ago. Remember? Oh yeah, my impersonation. Yeah, I gotta say, Gats did. He raps like each member of the Wu Tang, and like if you close your eyes, like it sounds exactly like how they rap. Like, le- it's ex- it's exactly them. I left old dirty. I left old dirty bastard alone because you can't. You can't. Yeah, you, you can't cannot, do that. You cannot <laughs> no. disrespect that man like that. Yeah, you no. can't. Yeah. Plus, can't I just do don't that. have the ability to sound. Like I don't that. think any anyone outside of his son. I don't think could 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 pull that off. He's, he is. He is almost <laughs> like a like the, like the resurrection of his dad. It's really crazy. It's, it is really crazy, and he's dope. Shout out to YDB. <laughs> yeah, YDB, young dirty, young dirty. <laughs> I like that he didn't even try. He was like, no. you know what? <laughs> I am what I am. I'm, not messing with this. I'm young, I'm dirty, and I'm a bastard. 
<laughs> so oh, that's kind of sad too. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, so Wu Tang aside, uh, who else? Who else were big influences on you? Like as far as when you first started, man. We know Wu Tang. I was I was a hip hop head from seven years old, man. I, my first tape was Run DMC Raising Hell. Oh, I love that. I love that album. And uh, my mom had gotten me this because it was safe. This Fat Boys, you know, compilation. <laughs> but like, yo, they were dope, man. Like, they, they were the safe rappers too, but they were dope. I mean, and Buffy's Human Beatbox was amazing. Mm-hmm. But as far, but that that's what started me. But what really, really drew me, like, pulled me in hardcore, uh, was that early to mid 90s like Wu-Tang we were just talking about Wu-Tang Nas um you know uh who else man Wu-Tang Nas Mob Deep you know rest in peace to Prodigy um you know that type of sound was what really I don't know resonated with me because you know I, I you know growing up in New York that's what you see all around you and then right. hearing dudes talking about what you what you you know what you're living around that's uh you know it's going to do something for you. And it was just so different because everything before that, like first hip hop started off as like a, you know, party music. Yeah, just the DJ. Right, just the DJ and then the MC came and then it was mostly party music and then there was this little time, you know, window of time, you know, late 80s to like I'd say 93 to 94 where it was like this like 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 melting pot of styles like you right. had socially conscious you had a little bit of gangster you had a little bit of party rap party rap you know and it was just so much variety and then once the mid 90s hit it was just you know hardcore i don't know why that resonated me with, resonated with me so much i grew up in new york but also let's remember this is long island so it wasn't like <laughs> bedside brooklyn i mean the, the, i mean i you know the part i grew up in was very close to a hood but like you know, all the way up until fifteen, I was living. I'm not gonna sit here and lie, like I'm not gonna be a fake rapper and say I was hood. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I like the first, my first fifteen years on this earth were you know I was I was very fortunate. You know, my father owned his own business, but you know things went south with that, and you know I ended up on the bad part of town. So I got a little bit of both of those you know influences. But for some reason, I just loved angry, you know, violent rap. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's just the appeal of it. I mean, I think, and I think we all go through it to some degree. It's kind of what attracted me to Eminem right. at first. You know, those because it was it was so different to hear, and 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 the stuff he was saying was so wild and violent, but it sounded really cool. Right. That he was doing it. I think we all go through. I think we all go through that. I mean, I, I have I've been on that kick for a while now. Like, I've, if you follow me on Facebook, I've been posting like. Big pun and uh, locks lyrics and and all that. I was listening to Jada Kiss on the way down here, mm-hmm. and and whatnot. And you know, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I, it's it's emotion. I mean, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Especially when you're a teenager and mm-hmm. you're and you're just nothing but like raw emotion because you got Bingo. all those hormones yep. running through you. Whether it's rap, whether it's rock, that that intense, that strong, that scream, like that's. That's your jam. That's why Rage Against the Machine Absolutely. was like was yep. was mine. Like I I remember hearing I was like 14 years old and I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. This right. is incredible. Like this dude. Is, and then I'm hearing the lyrics and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, he's talking about political. Oh wow. And like you can listen to it now and the political stuff he's talking about then it's is still, still relevant. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's why because you catch something. Rage is timeless. Yeah. Yeah. Rage is timeless. Wish they would get back together. I mean, I enjoy Prophets of Rage, but right. Uh, there's I not... need Zach De La Roca in yeah. there, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Chuck D's nice, but it's not 
It's not. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not. We are. I mean, we have been lucky that Zach has given us like stuff here and there in recent yeah. years. Uh, the One Day is a Lion project, is a lion, which is yeah. which is dope. He, he did something with Run the Jewels uh, a few years back. Yeah. <sighs> Need him to make a comeback. Oh, I would love time. to collaborate with him. I think we would mesh well. Zach. Yeah, Zach. Yeah. yeah. I like Zach's that's one dope. of my that's one of my bucket list uh, collaborations, man. Zach is very underrated too. I, I think I think Zach occupies the same space as Black Thought in the yeah. sense of mm-hmm. they're really good at what they do, but because they play with they play in bands that they don't get often get the respect that they deserve right. as MCs, as students of hip hop. Zach got bars. He's been had bars, yo. Like, yeah. Like I, I think the first time I ever heard him on something that wasn't rage was uh the CIA joint, K R S one. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh Zach and I can't think of the other dude's name right now. Uh, but yeah, Zach, uh, Zach was the lead off on that track. And I was just like, wow, like Zach, Zach, Zach sounds dope on just a beat, like not, not live drums, not guitar, but just the beat. Right. And that's awesome. Yeah, you're right. I agree, man. So Zach is on your bucket list. So who, who else are some dream collabs for you? Whew. How much time we got? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I would well, actually, I, I I don't know if I count. I was on a track with Cannabis, but it wasn't my feature. It was great. Um, I mean, it, it still counts, though. I mean, and then that song was awesome. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. I, I get, we'll put that in the asterisk category. Right, right. Um, man, I would love to do Elzai. Oh, uh, yeah. My favorite I figured rapper. that'd be your first. <laughs> my favorite rapper, Elzai, uh, Rex from Boston. You know, uh, that's one of Stack Selectors dudes. Yes, Rex is dope. I, I, I have that album. Um, who else? Um... Believe it or not, I wouldn't mind doing a track with J. Cole, man. That would be dope. Mm. You know, like, uh, I think a lot of the elitists kind of, like, hate on him because he came in with that new wave of hip-hop artists. Right. But he's very much so, much so like, kind of an old head himself. Like, the way he, you know, his style of music. You know Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think that's why, to, and I think on some level, I think that's why maybe some of the younger generation the fans also don't like he's he's not like he's mainstream but not right really mainstream in the sense of like a kendrick right right or a drake like he he occupies a space where like when he releases a project people are going to buy it it's going to get some radio airplay but it's not like right it's not like super over the top it's not superstar level kind of stuff he reminds me of nas in in the 90s he reminds me a lot of Nas, and it's fitting that he did let Nas down. Right, right. Because I feel like he truly is kind of like a, a byproduct of, of Nas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so Cole, Cole is, what did you think of his his uh, last project? Uh, KOD? Yeah. Um, I actually thought it was pretty decent. I thought it was pretty decent. Um. You know, uh, he, I, I like what he did with it, like what he was trying to do. I think it went over a lot of people's heads, what he was trying to do um, as far as like, uh, you know, kind of opening people's eyes to a lot of different things in the industry, in, in society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in case you're listening right now, this is The Overflow with MC Brooks. I've got my man C. Gats from... The rapper-producer duo Gatzilla in the building. They just released the project a week ago or a week a few days ago. The Feeding Grounds, which you can find on all streaming services. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you in studio, bro. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any final words or anything for people who, you know, are unfamiliar with your music and, you know, maybe on the fence about checking you out? 
why are they on the fence? <laughs> they shouldn't be, but you know, I mean, you know how people are. Some people can be fickle. Get your ass off the like fence that. and go listen to this to the music. It speaks for itself. It's, uh, you know, if you like, uh, you know, lyricism, um, you know, introspective music, socially conscious music, uh, just just an artist, you know, bearing his soul to the world with his music. That's you know, you're gonna like Gatzilla. You're gonna like see Gats music. So you know, go to cgats.bandcamp.com and download everything. Absolutely. Like like I mentioned earlier, their music is extremely dope. They have three projects out, Attack on Titan, Inner Sanctum, and The Feeding Grounds. Do yourself a favor and go cop those those albums. Do your friends a favor and after you cop those albums, share those album those albums with your friends and buy them. I, I should say yes. that. Like stream <laughs> streaming streaming is cool, but definitely make sure you you go and you go and buy them. And uh, yeah, support some dope local music that can be heard all around the world. Yes, sir. So again, this is the overflow with MC Brooks. We have uh, one final little segment we're going to do before we wrap up here. And uh, I kind of teased this a little bit on the uh, on the uh, the the description I wrote for today's show. And uh, we're going to talk about everyone's favorite food, pizza. Ah, yes. And, oh, the pizza. And. So, you know, Gats is kind of the perfect guy to have here because he's from New York, which, <laughs> you know, there's the raging pizza debate, uh, New York pizza versus Chicago pizza. Oh, it's New York every time. <laughs> Absolutely. But I like both. You just gained some points with me there, buddy. <laughs> I mean, the, I right, mean, the right answer is yes. You can like <laughs> Chicago pizza. That's fine. Yeah. Right, right. But it's not pizza. No. no. It's delicious, but it's not pizza. <laughs> it's, it's cheesecake uh, that's fine. I like cheesecake. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like cheese su- cheese sauce biscuit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's better. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, the idea I had right here was uh, just gonna rank few, kind of what we did last time with fast food fries, but with pizza this time. And we're gonna keep this short. We're gonna try to wrap this up in the next couple of minutes. So, we're gonna go to number five, and I said pizza chains and they're gonna some of them are gonna be local to dc okay so it's not just just going to be the pizza huts and dominoes of the world but local stuff as well Hmm. local stuff as well so at five at five pizza hut i I can see that yeah pizza hut it's okay it's yeah Exactly. It's just okay. Like and that's it's, it's just that's all. Well, and also too, like we've all had it since we were kids. Yeah, right? you know, yeah. like there was a Pizza Hut on everybody's street corner. It seems like, but now they're not as prevalent. There's not Pizza Huts everywhere like there used to be. Right. And that's, like, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, and like it's cool. I, I haven't had the best experience with them in recent years. I think part of the reason I even still bother is because they have stuffed crusts. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing they ever served was their deep dish pizza. Dude, I mean, yeah. yeah. The yes, personal. Yes, okay. Yes. For facts. five, you, if you were like starving and you only had a couple bucks, you could get a personal pan pizza, which was, yeah, it was ridiculous. That. It was ju- it was enough for one person and it was awesome. You do that in a soda and you were good for at least like a good like six, they, seven hours. They don't serve that anymore? Well, they still do, I'm sure. But oh, okay. Like, I'm just saying like yeah. <laughs> it's probably more expensive now, but like, yeah. Yeah. You could, you could live off of that. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> like I said, pizza is just okay. Their crust is weird to me. I, I don't. I don't know what. It, I don't know. And their pizza is like super greasy. And normally mm-hmm. that's not a complaint. That's not a complaint for me because I love yeah. New York pizza, and that's a big reason why I do. Yeah, but they're not New York pizza. It yeah. Was, it was. It was originally in oh, uh, in Iowa is where they came from. 
Yeah. So it's a weird <laughs> mid, the Midwest with pizza is strange, dude. It's a very it's a weird like wild west where they do whatever the hell they want. And they don't follow any rules <laughs> and like it's it's not cool. Right. It's it's yeah. Just they're okay. Like they they they're never going to be my first choice. It's more of like a that's the only thing that's local. Oh, is there Papa John's? Uh, okay, Pizza Hut. Like Pizza Hut's not racist, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. That too. Wait, Spoiler, what? Papa John's is not on this list because it, it <laughs> <Good>. is trash. <laughs> I'm not a Papa John's fan. Like, you can have Papa John's and I'd probably go to Little Caesars if I had the option. It's just like when you got to think about it and you're like, man, I got 20 bucks. And you're like, what can 20 bucks get me at Papa John's? One pizza. Pretty much. Yeah. I could go to Little Caesars and get like four pizzas for twenty bucks. I could go to Domino's. They got the five, the six dollar deal where you can yep. get three you can get three pizzas. Like it's yep. and it's not like their pizza's that much better. And again, not racist. Yeah. Right. True. The only thing they had there that was good was that garlic sauce. Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Domino's is, has that now too. They copied it. Oh, yep. so, yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's so much it's though. so much better. <laughs> Domino's. <laughs> Actually, funny thing about Little Caesars, I was in New York a week or about a week or two ago, and there was one. I wanted pizza, and like the New York pizza place that was across from my Airbnb was, uh, they closed early for some reason, which was super disappointing. So I was like, oh, God, I guess there's Little Caesars. I guess to get my pizza fixed, I'll just go there. Fine. It's only like five bucks. So I went. Uh, they had a stuff. They actually had a stuffed crust, which I was like, oh, didn't know that. Look at, look at Little Caesars, uh, you know, on the come up. So then went there, got the stuffed crust, came back, took that first bite, and I was like, this is Little Caesars? Maybe it's because I'm in New York. <laughs> maybe it's because it's maybe it's because it's New York, because I feel like I can't go to Little Caesars here and get that Mm-mm. at all. No. Um, but anyway, so at number four, Pizza Bowlies. Just for chains. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of them, but I like them more than Pizza Hut. They're decent. Yeah, they're decent. They're decent, and they're good good in a pinch. If you I feel wanna... like Pizza Bowlies. Is that one of the? Okay, there might have been one in Woodbridge when I was growing up. There mm-hmm. That was like on Old Bridge Road, and it was open till like three or four in the morning. Uh, yeah, that and sounds was, like Pizza Bowlies. And if you were out drinking and you needed pizza and a fix and some wings, pizza and wings, like late at night, yep. that was your jam. Yeah. I, th- I think it was Pizza Bullies. Yes. Yeah, it, yeah I believe right. it is, yeah, because they, they have most of the jumbo slice places in D.C. also. Okay. So when you're leaving, when you're drunk leaving the bar at 3 a.m., that's yeah. like the goat to go to. <laughs> I have to, yo, they have a pizza there that's awesome. It, it's crab pizza, and it's good. <laughs> you need, if you eat crab, you need to try it. Crab pizza. Yes. Like, as in, like, cracked Crab, crack like legit crab, or is it like that imitation crab? No, shit it's real. It's the pizza's a little expensive. It's like seventeen dollars for large, but it's one of the most amazing. Still better than Papa John's. Yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a low bar though. It's very low bar. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a very, very low bar. One of those Totino's pizzas that you can heat up in the oven. That's better. Right. Than Papa John's. <laughs> Not even a Tombstone. It's a Totino's. No, it's a Totino's. Yeah. Uh, let's see. At three. Uh, what should I go with three? I'll go with Domino's. I'm a, I, 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 and I and I'll admit I'm more of a Domino's fan than I've been. A lot of people are. I feel like Domino does get a lot of slander, and in a lot of places it probably is not the best pizza. You know, it probably isn't your first choice. But I feel like they've gotten better in recent years. Yeah. Like I, I really, you know, I really enjoy uh, the new sauce that they've been using. I like that they have flavor crust now, and yeah. they, crust. they they yeah, yes. their crust is. 
for me perfect like yeah. as, as far as as far as uh, as far as chain pizza places are concerned they're doing stuff that nobody else is doing like their, their pizza app that they have yeah for instance you can order stuff right from the app but not only that you can watch them as they're making your pizza right. yep like it's like it's like Jim is making your pizza Jim is slid slid your pizza into the oven yep Jim went to the bathroom to and he washed his hands. Great, good job, Jim. <laughs> Jim is getting in the truck to deliver your car. All right, yeah. Jim is and, having existential crisis. Yeah, and they started. Uh, they they just started doing like text the pe- Jim quick. Tell him it's okay, man. <laughs> they just started like the the pizza spots or something too, where you can get pizza de- delivered to like a park or something. Oh wow. Yeah, That's like dope. yeah, you here. can yeah. So they um they have certain spots uh, for certain public areas that they'll deliver to. And they'll just tell you, like, hey, your, dri- your person's going to meet you, like, at the parking lot at the intersection of this or something. <laughs> at the swing set by the parking lot. <laughs> that's, so, that's so creepy. That's so cool, though, because, like, we, we were talking about this, like, that, like, business, in order to survive, has to evolve. Right. Because, like, mm-hmm. there's so many, like, I put that thing on Facebook about how there's so many empty businesses around. Like, there's so many, like, all these empty spots. Like, you see these strip malls, and it's, like, half empty. And, like, you've got to be creative now to survive because, like, right. everybody's getting shut down nowadays. Exactly. And, 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 and that's what I enjoy about Domino's. Like, Domino's, of all the pizza places that are near me, is the furthest away. And their pizza almost always gets to me faster than the other places has. And that's why I always, I always order from them as opposed to Pizza Hut. Like, the last time I ordered from Pizza Hut in Maryland or the part of Maryland that I live in, it took them two and a half hours to deliver my pizza. They showed up at eleven forty-five at night, forty-five minutes after they closed. Yeesh. Right, and then the, what they brought wasn't even the pizza I ordered, which is why, which is why I was like, "Yeah, I'm totally good on that." Done. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, two, uh, two and one, I'll admit, are regional. They're not, you know, you're not. Like, I don't know if you're going to find them anywhere else, but I know that they're at least in the DC area. And they actually differ very differently from any of the three places I've mentioned so far. So my number two, and I'm probably going to get some looks for this, and pizza in D.C. Never had it, so I can't even count. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. And pizza, it's, I mean, it's, it's thin crust, it's Sicilian style, hmm. and all their ingredients are super fresh. And and. Like the 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 types the types of ways you can, like you can customize your pizza in virtually any way you can think of. Mm. Like if you wanted to have two different types of dough used on your pizza, like they can they'll do that for you. Nice. And yeah, their their pizza is absolutely fantastic. Like that, that, I don't, that reminds me of a place that's that's starting to catch on. And there's one in uh, Fairfax. There's one down in Richmond. Uh, it's called Blaze Pizza. Blaze. Blaze pizza. I've you, heard of you it. You walk in and you like customize oh, your joint. Yeah. Yes, I've had Blaze pizza. I had you it in. Go, I've had. I, yeah, I went to yeah. the. I went to the one in Richmond a, yeah. a year ago. Yeah. That place is amazing. Right. Yeah. I'm just. I wish there were more of them. Yes. And that, like, like you can CC's do. Pizza? It's no. It's more like it's almost like the Chipotle <laughs> of pizza. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's got gluten free crust if you want to do that. It's got uh, vegan options. You can do dairy free cheese, which yeah. sounds gross, but it's actually really good. Wow. Like yeah, yeah. Blaze Pizza is is amazing. I totally forgot. Yeah, oh, I got you. I need to go Don't back to Richmond or at least Fairfax. There's one, yeah, there's one. In, there's one in Fairfax. Over I need by to go to Fairfax. Yeah. Might do that this weekend. <laughs> so, 
So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, and pizza. Uh, I mean, and pizza is pretty much along the same line. So, I mean, I'll curveball and, and throw blaze pizza as kind of like a two A two B with and pizza. That that stuff is amazing. And number one, you already know. I already know the answer. You already know what it is. Yeah, you already know what it is. We get it like every other week. If you know him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Lido's. Oh, <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> and one more for good measure. Like, hell. I was thinking it. I yep. was like, I'm looking at you, and I'm hoping you're catching my eye. I'm like, yeah. Lido. They, yeah. They, they never cut corners. They're yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's the only It's the only pizza that deserved number one on this list. Like, I may fluctuate three through five, you know, depending on my mood. Well, not five, but three. I may fluctuate three and four, depending on my mood. Yeah. But, yeah, Lido's is forever going to be number one like if i have to get pizza from somewhere nearby that's always my first choice nice always my first choice and uh-oh uh-oh wait what were you gonna say so i might get some looks in this room but uh i tried Lido's. wasn't impressed uh, show's over it's <laughs> go home get out For, yeah forget everything i said don't buy the album <laughs> we're done show's over <laughs> In fact, we're going to cut the whole first hour of this. We didn't do a show tonight. I don't yeah. even know what you're talking about. We just talked about pizza. Yeah, that's now, it. You know what, though? <laughs> to, to give him at least to acknowledge his statement, I understand that. Because there are times when you want pizza. And when you want pizza, you want pizza. You want, like, New York-style pizza. Right. You can want Lido but not want pizza. Does that make sense? Yes. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, there are times where, like, we there's a local place around here called Vinny's. Vinny's yeah. is just like it's it's decent. Every single time you go in there, you're gonna get a B quality pizza. It's not gonna be amazing and blow your mind, right. but it's also not gonna suck. It's gonna be good every single time, and that's right. why I like Vinny's. But sometimes we're like, you know what? We want really, 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 really good pizza, and they got this place downtown. It's called Castillas. Castillas is, um, or as the locals around here call it, because they can't pronounce Italian words, Casti- <laughs> Castiglias, because they pronounce the G. Um, it's actual italian pizza i mean it's done right it's it's legit but it also costs you like 25 bucks because it's because it's downtown so they charge fancy Uh, prices down there yeah yeah what about benny benny vitale's i don't think i've had that so benny vitale's is like if you if somebody ever said to you what's the biggest pizza you've ever had in your life and you were like i don't know and they're like well let's go get one as big as a manhole cover that's benny vitale's (laughs) it's good though it's it's not bad it's like like basically it's like jumbo slice okay yeah I have to check. Okay, it's the to, Fredericksburg jumbo slice. It's it's not it's not bad. How do you guys feel about uh, Paisanos? Not bad. The, it's a little. I feel like it's a little undercooked. They don't cook the crust yeah. enough. But yeah. like, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I, yeah. I used to have it all the time when I worked in Tyson's because yeah. my that was that was the pizza my job would order if you worked weekends. Yeah, it was it was okay. But yeah. th- those commercials are on all the time, so it just made me yeah. just made me think. And of Santana it. Moss reps them, so I mean. <laughs> you got like it's that. Santa Moss. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was trying to think of the what's the gourmet place in DC. Um, <coughs> There's the one that I always hear at Caps games, like they always talk about yeah. match, Matchbox. Yes, they yes. Talk about? yes. Yeah, I was gonna ask about. Yeah, that. that's the one. Have you, have you anyone else had Matchbox here? I, no, I've never had it. I've heard of it, but I've never ha- had here, it. Before. Yeah. It's really delicious. Like their their pizza. I mean, they, it costs a little bit more than probably you'd like to pay. Yeah, then uh, yeah. it probably costs a little bit more than you'd like to pay. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of worth it. Especially, like, they have this spicy pizza if you are really into 
spicy foods and yeah. kind of don't care about having feeling inside your mouth, <laughs> then <laughs> it's it's worth every 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 bite. Okay. Um, so this might be um, where the white white in me comes out. Um, California Pizza Kitchen. Uh, CPK is okay. Okay. Alex, Alex, I've, I've, I can't remember who I mentioned. It might have been Jay, and Jay just made fun of me relentlessly. <laughs> I was like, "I love California Pizza Kitchen." You do? Yeah, it's like, pretty good. I don't, I don't yeah. mind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's cool. I, I've only been to the one at Pentagon City, yeah. but uh, it, there's it, one. It's in, cool. There's one in Fairfax Circle. There's also one down in Short Pump, which is right outside of Richmond. That's a great name. Um, Short Pump. <laughs> Short Pump? <laughs> yeah. Never heard of that. It's, it a, after it's me. a whole. T- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, <laughs> beer all week, guys. Uh, um, yeah, no, it's it, it's a town center. There's a cheesecake factory there. It's dope. But um, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's yeah, like it's it's it's. I, I like that you can get weird shit on your pizza. You know, you can get a barbecue chicken pizza. You can get a a Thai chicken pizza where it's got lettuce and all sorts of other crazy shit. Like it's <laughs> if you want regular pizza, you can get regular pizza. If you want some insane stuff, you can get that too. But we've had this we've had this conversation yeah. before though, and. I don't want to bring it up now because it's late in the show, and we'll bring it back for another night. But, but we've talked about your distaste for pineapple oh, yeah. on pizza. Oh uh, yeah, and for you're what? you're, you're yep. a purist. I'm, yeah. I'm like I think I think pizza is art and it's freeform. Yeah, you should well, be able to do whatever think, you want. I with think Gats is on that side too. Pineapple on pizza. I love pineapple yeah. on my pizza. Right? There we go. Right? Fight, See? fight me. This is why still, I like this guy. You can still me. cut this off. <laughs> it's my show. Dang it! And you know what? We're gonna end on that note. Pineapple, pineapple does not go on pizza. It's delicious. <laughs> it is not. Cut his mic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't silence me. <laughs> but uh, like I said, on that note, um, going to end the show here for tonight. Once again, I want to thank my man C. Gats for coming through. Thank you for having me. Uh, again, Gatzilla, The Feeding Grounds, all streaming services, as well as Bandcamp. Go buy the album. Go stream it. Uh, go share it with friends. Make sure you go on YouTube and check out some of his music videos from his previous projects. Right. That's which gonna are be dope. Under, that's going to be under Fish Tumor Productions. That's my man, Shafril. He does all my music videos. Very talented man. Shout out to Shafril for being dope. He's done all my videos as well. Uh, shout out to, well, h- happy birthday to Bartolo Colon because he's like my favorite baseball player right now. <laughs> I know that's really random. Uh, but I've, I've, I wanted to mention it earlier and I forgot. Uh, but this has been The Overflow with MC Brooks on Rock Deep Rogue Radio. Uh, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on any social media site. You'll find us. And also share us and check out some of our other shows, such as Real Life with Jay Lee, Peace of Mind, Mike on the Mic, The News Feed, and uh, Rogue Sports with Yo Mika. So for Rock Deep Rogue Radio, this is MC Brooks. I catch you guys on the flip side. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, and I'm out. A win win, I'm killing them all, filling my chalice. Drinking till I'm finished with y'all, spilling the balance. Warm can acting callous, but I'm the one with the toughest skin. Not all about my paper, my wallet's growing a double chin. On Sunday while you're praying, I'm contemplating another sin, another path to glory. My written story's another ring. This has been a Rock Deep Rogue Radio production.